Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I literally cannot stop listening to I'm Too Sexy. The seminal classic from um, Are They Brothers, Boyfriends or Both? <laughs> right, said Fred. Oh, I'm a model, you know what I mean. That was kind of the Cockney version there. Although, I've just been made aware, apparently they're anti-maskers. Oh, for fuck's sake. Everything's ruined. Episode 23. Torn after the Giving myself a clap is getting kind of boring. Won't somebody call up and do a clap so I don't have to do that instead? Thank you. Yes, hello, welcome. What a way to start a podcast. Uh, my name is Scotty. I shall be your host and uh, here with uh, Debbie, producer Deb, full title. Well, I mean, she isn't actually here. She's usually on email. So you know where to find her if, if you need her. This is after the tone. I mean, you already know that because you've typed it in that there thing that you're listening to this thing off. So that was kind of pointless information. This is a podcast made up entirely of useless, absolutely useless anecdotes. Essentially, we are the Ellen DeGeneres of podcasts. <laughs> Or Ellen Disingenuous, am I right, ladies? <laughs> oh, she's on fire today. But for some strange reason, every Thursday, you know, somewhere between a Pavlovian response and Stockholm Syndrome, you lot fucking come crawling out, didn't ya? Keep coming back for more. If you're new around these parts, hello. Lovely to see you. What you're about to hear, well, I mean, I'm also hearing it for the first time. People across the world have left messages on the After the Tone burner phone. And producer Deb has, I mean, let's not beat it around the bush. She's deleted the rubbish ones and the ones that are a bit too complicated to probably describe or kind of really get into. And also deleted the pictures of dog shit that we were sent this week. So, <laughs> I wish... 
I was lying. What we're left with is usually people talking about how socially acceptable it is to have a shower with a pet. Do not ask me. I don't know why this has become a thing. Uh, As ever, we'll be playing the number at the end of the show for those of you who want to join the party and tell us, you know, what animal you're showering with next. Uh, But before that... I just want to say thank you very much to everyone over at the After the Tone ATT Patreon backstage crew. Oh, we've been talking. (laughs) We have been talking. There are some confessions over there which we are trying to lure over to the podcast, but some of them are quite big. Um... So if you want to join in on that conversation, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. And for just a pound a week, you can get in on the gossip, meet the backstage crew and you help keep this podcast on air. Right. So before you know it, Deb will have pressed the button and I will. Hey up, Scotty. Just to continue with the good news, I've just listened to episode 20, I think it is. I've also just come out as a massive lesbian. (laughs) And I've told all my friends and my family that was hard. And also, I've learnt that I'm bipolar. Woo! But shortly after coming out as gay, I realised I was not just depressed, not just bisexual, but a bipolar lesbian, <laughs> which is a ride. And I'm moving in to a flat next weekend with my fiancé who I met last lockdown we had a five day date for the first day and then moved in together now we're engaged and moving into a flat together and hopefully going to get some cats and stuff so yeah more good news oh lovely look at that we're starting as we mean to go on good news come out as not only a lesbian but a massive fucking lesbian i love that so you definitely this week are gonna get the congratulations congratulations lovely also really enjoy the fact that you got your buys the wrong way round. <laughs> easily done isn't it Many a time have we thought we'd be bisexual when actually we meant bipolar, okay? And that is no mocking joke because, you know, certified mental here. This isn't about bi-erasure. It's about, um, I was going to say linguistics, but it's not even about that really, is it? So congratulations to you. Just wanted to sort of pause there for a minute. Fiance, you met them during the last lockdown. Which one? Because, I mean, we're in like lockdown 7.9. Why wasn't I consulted? is sort of the first thing. Do you know what I mean? I feel a little bit defensive of the baby gays when they just first emerge. I feel like, you know, if you've ever watched Married at First Sight Australia, I know I keep on about it, I'm very sorry, but it is compelling television. I sort of feel like the protective brother in those things. I'm sort of sat in the back going, disrespectful! Disrespectful! (laughs) But do you know what? This is what I love about lesbians. You know, this comes from a place of absolute high praise. You know that this relationship's going to work because they're already talking about cats. It's just a thing, isn't it? It's just a cultural thing with the good old lesbians and cats and moving in after being with each other for five days. Congratulations. I'm all about it. Maybe your partner might want to kind of join in the conversation too because, you know, be nice to hear what they think about it as well. <laughs> Look at me shit stirring. <laughs> Hi, Scotty. It's Holly calling from North Carolina. I was just listening to the most recent episode, and I've got to tell you, I'm getting increasingly concerned that mostly it's people that you know in real life calling in, and uh, here I am just calling in. We've never met. 
I don't know you. You obviously don't know Colin or not Colin. But is it just me and Colin calling in that you don't know? Are we the ding-dongs here? Let me know. Bye. <laughs> Thank you very much for your phone call there, Holly, from North Carolina. Ooh, fashionable. I mean, I don't really know if it is or not, but I know there's a place in North Carolina called Durham. So it's not that fashionable, is it? Now, thank you very much for raising this concern with Room. Fortunately, I think this says something about my very over-familiar nature with people. I know Gemma, who we've spoken about. I know Gemma in real life. But most people know. Some people I know via the internet because they speak to me in the dm But no, Holly. I mean, I wish it was. I wish this was just for you and Colin, not Colin. But uh, yeah, unfortunately... I don't know who many of you are, but because it's quite a lonely time in life, Holly, I am pretending that we're all friends because what's that saying that mums have on walls in kitchens? Strangers are just friends you get to meet. (laughs) And trust me to get that arse over tip. Friends are strangers. No, hang on. Friends are strangers you get to meet. Oh my God, why are these things always so fucking complicated? Live, laugh, love, Holly, okay? Hi Scotty, I hope you're well. I'm a week after a breakup, out of the blue. He very kindly rung me. Rang me, rung me, who knows, either way. He broke up with me. And yeah, I'm a week on, I'm feeling good. I've redecorated my room for the Feng Shui, whatever you call it, Mary Kondo who. And I feel good. I'm thinking about jumping back on the apps just for a bit of external validation, because you know, we all need that in the year of our Lord 2021. And yeah, I had a meeting with a guy the other day, a work meeting, but I turned into the biggest flirt. And I also know that this man is rich. So I think I'm just going to go after money next time instead of feelings, because every time I seem to go with my heart, just ends up being shit. So why not think ahead and seduce some rich bastard and then steal all his money? So that's my plan for uh, the rest of this year. I hope you're well. Bye. Oh, well, thank you so much for giving us a phone call from over the way. You know me with a phone call from over there. Now, I just want to say, there has become this very normalised trend of ditching people over the phone. I mean, in recent years, I've only been dumped over the phone, which might say something about my very persuasive (laughs) personality in real life, very compelling personality that I have, or the fear (laughs) I've got in the others. But... I don't get this thing about doing over the phone. Like, in which... Like, I never saw an episode of Grange Hill slash EastEnders slash insert local television programme here where you got broke up with by text message. Full disclaimer, I got broke up with this year, and I think I've alluded to it a little bit, (laughs) in a series of sort of FaceTimes... (laughs) And I was like, sorry, is this what's actually happening? And then got an email to confirm it, which used a Shit's Creek analogy about how I thought our relationship was like David and Yuan Patrick, and actually it was more like the sister and the vet. <laughs> now, if I was a week on, as you are, dear caller, I would not be in that healthy space. I would be fucking seething. So good on you. Although Mary Kondo wing, the verb, Mary Kondo wing, whilst 
going through a breakdown, I think is not a great idea because she wants us to have a relationship with our socks and ask them how they feel being scrunched up next to each other. And that's the last thing you really need when you're going through emotional turmoil because it just breeds OCD, Mary, whatever your name is. Yeah, I'm quite partial to the apps at the minute. I mean, you've got to have some form of connection with people, haven't you? And I don't know, there are some people on there that I'm just like, have you ever actually had a conversation with somebody in real life? You know when you're just like, it wouldn't take you two minutes to be like, would you like to see my penis before I send it to you? I just think common decency has gone out the window. And, you know, maybe if we all stop sending each other unsolicited dick pics, maybe we might be able to be brave enough. I mean, that's the world we're living in, right? <laughs> you would happily send somebody a dick pic just off the cuff. Not you, but, you know, them, you just off the cuff, but you ask them to break up with you. Oh, for fuck's sake, what do you think this is? <laughs> Go for the money. If there's anything I can tell you from watching The Real Housewives of New York circa 2007 and 2008, it's go for the fucking money. Because those women are fucking happy. I mean, they're rich to start with. So I don't know if that's got anything to do with it, but that's my advice. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Producer Deb. Hey, everyone. It's Felicity here. I'm very honoured that you want to married at first sight me, although I'm not sure I want to get married at first sight. Although, to be honest, it's going to be a good six months before I can meet anyone anyway in real life. So um, worth a shot. Um, I am getting this out of the way before I start to second guess things that I want to say about myself because I hate that question. I always feel like I should have much more exciting hobbies than I do and people are like what do you do with your free time and I'm like nothing eat food and watch tv anyway I'm Felicity I'm 27 I live in Edinburgh and I work in sustainability I really want a dog so if somebody came with a dog that'd be great but I don't want to shower with the dog I feel like that's important to say for your podcast um, and in an attempt to try and improve my lockdown activities, I've recently taken up roller skating and I have the bruises to prove it. That's all that I can think to say right now. In terms of what I'm looking for, I don't really care what people look like as long as they have a nice smile. I think that's key. But I'm looking for someone interesting, kind, funny, clever. It's a low bar, really. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think? Lovely, Felicity's back now. If you listened to the last episode, you would have heard Felicity was putting it out there that maybe we might be able to play matchmaker. <laughs> I mean, I've been asked strange things on this podcast and I said, well, we're going to have to know something a bit about you, Felicity, aren't we? So there we go. 27, lives in Edinburgh, but we won't hold that against you. And working in sustainability. Well, aren't we all trying to do that nowadays? <laughs> Any form of sustainability would be excellent, and I would love that to be my full-time employment, please. Roller skating, that makes you sound quite edgy and exciting. Uh, when you were talking there, I was thinking, <laughs> I'm really sorry, but I was thinking about one of my favourite podcasts, jo Joan and Jericho, because <laughs> you've got a touch of the Jericho about you. Um, and so you say you're kind and clever. So, any dear listeners out there, I mean, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, if you're anywhere near the Edinburgh re region, and I mean, even if you're not, because, you know, we've got the internet, wild as it is, get in touch. You know, if you fancy being pals with Felicity, if you've got a dog. But, very clear there, no shower dog time. Hi, Scotty. Condensed milk voice here. 
now that you have thrown down the gauntlet to get into the minutiae of potato snacks on the island of Ireland, I thought I'd give you a wee call because you wanted to know where Northern Ireland Tato fitted in. As I said, Tato cheese and onion or Tato crisps in general are the native gated Catholic crisp and walkers are the Johnny Come Lately a Protestant English colonizer crisp. Now, as you stated, Tato in Northern Ireland are slightly different, so they would equate to the old English settlers. That's what they would be. Now we're throwing it down deep dive into Irish history and we'll uh, give just a little explanation that obviously Native Irish people were Gaelic Catholic. Then from about the 1160s, I think, the Mel Normans came over to Ireland and started causing loads of trouble. So then when the Reformation happened and then Bell Tudors arrived over and introduced more settlers, the Old English had actually stayed Catholic and a lot of them took on Gaelic customs. So then you had the melange of three, Native Gaelic, Old English, and uh, newer English, aka the prods. So there you go. Tatoes are the Gaelic Native Catholics. Northern Ireland Tatoes are the Old English. And Walkers are the Johnny Come Lately Proddy Tudors of the 1580s and 1590s. Also, I would like to point out that people in Northern Ireland generally call Southern Tato a Stato. And whilst we do have to pay 50 quid to go to the doctor, we've better crisps which is probably the reason a lot of people have to pay the 50 quid to go to the doctor. I hope everybody's having a great week holding on through lockdown because it's an absolute cunt of a yoke. Okay, bye. <laughs> Whoever this person is, I absolutely love them because you can just tell their internal monologue is gas <laughs> i just want to be the friend clearly i just want to be the friend now see i thought you might come back with saying that the northern irish tato was the arlene foster of the affair but no a much more historical reference there which i'm sure even outdates the tato crisp itself when you were delving into la histoire that's gaelic for history everybody true fact of the irish isles I was reminded of my name, like my real name, all of them, because when you're Irish, you have about 25 of them because you're named after every fucking saint going to man and woman and person. Well, I don't think person. I wonder if there's a trans or slash non-binary saint because St. Sebastian is, look at me having this internal monologue, St. Sebastian is like the penetrated male, so she's often the Mary. Oh, if there's any of you like actual religious people listening... Sorry, <laughs> but I wonder if you've got an insight into that. If there are, are there any trans saints? Now, back to the moment in question. Yeah, so my name, apparently, all three of my names mean the first people of. So Scott is Roman for what they called the Kells. So, of course, then it becomes the Scots. Interesting. And Gallagher is the first clan of Donegal, where my family are from. So there you go. Really exciting anecdote that I've given there. Debbie, if you choose to keep it in, please do. <laughs> I also really want to refer to some of the comments that you just made about why the potatoes down south are better than those up north. You could be causing a fucking uprising with some of these comments. So uh, we should be careful. We should be mindful of our friends in the north. 
Um, yeah, 50 quid for a doctor as well. Jesus Christ, even just for a cough. Hiya, Scotty, love. It's that JRF here. Hello, how are you? Hello, producer Debbie, as ever. Hello to the carer. And hello to the rest of the ATT crew. Firstly, one thing I'd like to address is, one, I'm a gaslighter, am I? Two, who the hell are Harry and Liam? Never heard of them. Also, just wanted to move on to say the only reason my bumhole makes that noise is because, do you remember when you kissed it? Yeah, it's never been the same since. Anyway, moving on, I wanted to say that big fan of the Tato Crisp myself, and many years ago when Jesus was a boy, I went to Tato Park. It's now got a roller coaster, etc. But when I went, it just had a small zoo, lots of bison or buffaloes running around. And you could go to the factory and see how Tato's were made. Now, the only thing that rattled me about the whole Tato Park experience was you went through the Tato factory and they didn't give you a free packet of crisps or anything like that when you came out to the other end. Just saying. Now, also, the other thing I wanted to mention was I have been watching on that there Netflix that teleprogram bonding and I feel I've got my life's calling I would like to be a dominatrix hear me out rather than being your typical dominatrix I'd like to be a sort of frumpy mom-like dominatrix so less of a pleaser shoe and a sensible court shoe and instead of a high pony my hair in rollers and just sort of berating people for not cleaning the grouting on the bathroom tiles and sort of chasing them around a yard with a yard brush. A bit like Hilda Ogden with a whip. <laughs> but I just wondered if any of the listeners have any tips on how I could become a, a frumpy drag dominatrix because I feel it's my life's calling. Anyway, you're away on holiday, you and Debbie, for two weeks while you have your cheeks filled. Bring us back a stick of rock and have a lovely time. Actually, don't bring us back a stick of rock because I actually don't like rock. But, you know, a big Tobler on a summit from the airport would be nice. Anyway, love and light. God bless, sweetheart. Big love to you and all your listeners. And a big bum kiss from that JRF. I will get to the bottom of this Harry and Liam thing at some point. <laughs> Triggered is the word. I mean, she's on fighting talk, this one. Absolute fighting talk. Anyway. <clears throat> oh, hello, JRF. It's lovely to see you round here again. Nice to see you and your face. Can I just say, all this talk about Tato's is A, making me feel quite homesick, B, hungry, and C, making me think... This is the most boring conversation we've ever had on this podcast. We're talking about a brand of crisps. Anyway, to address your question about not getting a packet of Tato crisps, well, by the time you were there, there were probably about fucking 12 cent for a packet of crisps anyway. You tight bitch. 
Dominatrix, I've got some thoughts on. I think we need to get you a Dom name. I'm thinking Sally or Jean. And I think your website or your, like, Instagram handle, or you can't do sex work on Instagram anymore, it's just Twitter. I think your sexy Twitter could be Mucky Nets. Because, you know, like, mums are always, particularly northern mums, they've always got that um, that thing where they're looking at the neighbour's nets. So Mucky Nets. Speaking of filthy Twitter... I didn't know this, but apparently loads of people have got alternative Twitters. Honestly, when I found it, I felt like I'd found the dark net because somebody had shown me theirs and that led me on to finding other people's. And I tell you what, the absolute filth. I mean, it's wonderful, really, isn't it? The world that we live on, that Twitter is essentially for people sharing their nudes. It's like a nudes database and a space for holding the right wing. (laughs) It's a very weird... I mean, you didn't get it on MySpace, did you? Now, I just thought we'd take a little breather to remind you that we are on a thing called the internet. Mm, the internet. Very bold, brave world we are on this After the Time podcast. So remember to have a little bit of a chat with us. You know, love to see that on a Thursday, so many of you dive onto the Instagram stories and tag us and say really lovely things. We really, really appreciate that energy because, you know, it's nice to know that someone's listening. Hashtag After the Tone POD if you want to have a little chat with us off air. (laughs) This week I would just like to to go over to Apple Podcasts and say that we have had our first one star review (laughs) they haven't left any comments apart from one star which I absolutely knowing me of course I love that (laughs) I absolutely love that so more of that sulky behavior please (laughs) actually no more absolute gratuitous plays actually thank you very much and just another reminder that we are over on the patreon and you can feel free to join us over there right let's get on with the show Betty, hi producer Deb and the whole After Tone crew. I am the they them that called in the other week. And yes, Scotty, I do agree you are like the princess died to the they thems. Um, that did make me laugh. But um, I just wanted to call in in response to the person that called in around polyamory and around different relationships and being a relationship anarchist and all that kind of good stuff to just share. I don't know, I guess where I'm at. So I used to be poly and similar kind of to what was said, like, I used poly as just kind of an easy term so that people would vaguely understand what I meant. And it was kind of a loose term to describe my relationships. But yeah, I was poly for about four years and I loved the freedom that it gave me. And I loved the connections that I could make with people. And for me also, I think it really helped my sexuality as well, because I think it gave me that freedom and that just support from my various partners that, you know, if I did experience attraction to another person. So when I kind of entered the land of poly, um, I identified as a lesbian. And throughout the kind of years, I realised that actually that wasn't the case. And I was attracted to different genders and stuff. And the support that I had from my other partners meant that I pursued that, which was fantastic. But I think one of the things that I struggled with the whole thing was just feeling a bit isolated in terms of none of my friends really got it. My family definitely didn't get it. So it was a lot of explaining. And obviously I had the kind of comfort of my different partners and stuff and that really helped. But yeah, it was a bit tricky when it came to that kind of a thing. And I'm actually not poly anymore. I'm now kind of monogamous, which I'm also loving. And I didn't think that I necessarily would, but I think for me, it's now a conscious decision 
because I know that different forms of relationships exist and I can explore those different forms. But now that I've consciously chosen to be monogamous, I think that's completely different for me. It means that, yeah, I just approach things in my relationship very differently to how potentially I would have done if I never had that experience of being poly for so long. So, yeah, that was my ramblings about polyamory. Lovely. Thank you very much, The They Them. Polyamory, for those of you who are not in the know, is not a children's television programme. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, fucking Google it. Every time, ask me every week to explain everything. <laughs> now, yes, I do agree with you. It does offer sexual freedom. And for me, it also opens up this sense of non-ownership. Like, this sense that I have to somehow, me as one person, be anything and everything for one person constantly. So, uh, let me just break that down. You know, like, how can I be expected to be current, new, fresh, dynamic, exciting, as well as stable, long-term relationship, know you inside out, best friend. Like, it's completely impossible to be, like, the most sexually attractive person to you at all times and be, like, your absolute confidant and your shoulder to cry on. Now, I'm sure some people would disagree with that, but I just think that puts a lot of expectation on one person about what they have to be for other people. So, the sense of non-ownership really works for me. And I just wanted to go on to something there you were saying about, you know, it, and, and now it, it, that isn't the case. Because I think we often do that, you know, I have had heterosexual relationships when I was a teenager. But I guess what I want to point on that, particularly with you saying like, oh, you know, now I'm not Polly. It's like, it obviously was right for you at that moment. Like it felt right for me to be bi when I was in my teens. And it wasn't like I didn't enjoy relationships with women. But it just changes. And so I think that adaption to change is something that I kind of want us to hold on to. I think with identity culture and our burgeoning identities, we often think there has to be this permanency. Like, I stand by this thing and this is who I am. And I don't think there is a permanent state, which is a statement which (laughs) I really hope can be transposed to the British government as well. I don't think there is a a permanent place that we have to be in. I think we move, we mould and we change as people as different experiences open up to us. So, yeah, well, I'm glad that that journey through polyamory and to monogamy, which has taught you things about yourself, evidently, has been a fulfilling one and a rewarding one. And so even if non-monogamy is just giving it a go to find out certain things about yourself, then, I mean, it's worth it, isn't it? Hiya, Dirk. It's Pablo Griff calling from Vancouver, BC. Uh, all-time listener, multiple caller. I used to work at Rock's Hair Salon in London, and you were talking about, like, celebrity and who have you seen. Well, I used to work on the Gay Street, Dean Street, and it was the 90s, and the place was uber gay, and that was a place you got your hair styled when you were gay and cool. The place had, like, 20 seats we were always busy and it was two floors and the bottom floor had like a sunroom and we were right next to Compton's and Soho you know the big gay bar I was doing reception and we had a lot of escorts coming in and we had a lot of like b-grade celebrities come in well we had the cast of four weddings and a funeral come in you know we had Lily Savage and Paul Rutherford and even Holly Johnson came in once and I kind of flipped out Marilyn lived around the corner and upstairs and so she would pop by I remember one Saturday the place was packed and every chair was filled and the DJ was playing. Yep, we had a DJ, really cool. And 
I went downstairs on this day to go to the bathroom and there was like lines of coke being dished out and everyone was talking mile a minute. And I remember going downstairs once and seeing a couple having it off. I mean, it was like the Studio 54 of hair salons. I remember being starstruck a couple of times, like once Alexandria Pig and Margie Clark came in from Letter to Brezhnev, but I love that film so much that I was so gooey over them. And actually one of the hairstylists knew them and introduced me and I was just floored. And then Daniel Poole, the clothing designer, bought the space and redid it in a space alien style. It was cool for the moment and then it was totally uncool like two weeks later. And after that, the celebrities stopped coming in and the place completely died. I kind of miss those days. <laughs> Do you know what I love about the story? Not only is it from Vancouver, my God, we're really getting around today, girls. But <laughs> opening up with the cast of Four Weddings and a Funeral really dated it, didn't it? It really gave you a period of time where you were like, I can just imagine the haircuts that were happening in that salon. But when you said minor celebrities, Lily Savage, Holly Johnson and Marilyn, I wouldn't say they were minor. Oh, if I met them, I might fall over. Actually, Holly Johnson, close personal showbiz friend, probably listened to the show. Hi, how are you? <laughs> so, if there's a moral to this story, Hans, if you think about opening a salon, it's stay away from the space theme. It's only going to last two weeks. Hi, Scotty. Kara here. Hello, everyone at the old After the Tone pub. Once again, what an adventurous week. I've got many stories to tell and thoughts and opinions happily to be given. I've got a good poo story to start off with. Um, I had one of the moments with mum. She was up, she had used the, the commode, she rung the bells, come up. I've had a poo in the commode, I've had a really happy poo. She was really pleased with her poo. She's had a really good poo, loads of poo. So as I was sort of emptying the commode, she let out a big scream because I had sort of stood on her catheter tube but the way she screamed was like i pulled the whole catheter tube out i sort of panicked spun around sort of then got the catheter tube caught around my leg nearly stood on the dog ended up on my ass with the commode on my chest covered in shit and piss and some of my mum's poos are like um poo marbles so they're perfectly round it's quite an amazing form of nature and one of them had rolled down the side of my neck and went down my back of my hoodie that was a fun afternoon yeah and then then on on to sort of cheese and onion crisp sandwiches yes i'd add to that and i'd put a bit of cheese on it and peanut butter toasty with fucking mccoy's cheese and onion crisps dipping toast in your tea yes there was so much I loved last week with so many people. So there's a lot of yeses from me. And then suddenly at the end, I'm not sure what happened there, Scotty. Uh, it sort of went into tongue. It sounded like you had sort of switched to an alien language. And I think it's the first time ever listening to the podcast that I felt like a fucking dinosaur. And it was like, yeah, look, fair play, power to the people, girl. Do you know what I mean? And then if in my mild understanding of all i mean one of my things is it's all identity politics isn't it i guess is that what it is my worry with identity politics is that it's playing in the hands of capitalism because capitalism the more that we can substrate and subdivide gives them more selling opportunity to sell to you individually um, capitalism wants you to be more individualistic and continuously unique, which we are, but we're a lot more alike than different, aren't we? And what was it, sleeping with your pets? I remember a funny old story with my pets and nudity. I was eating out from the back door 
one of my partners, one of one of my relationships, one of my pseudo homodigadigadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugadugad
for all those people out there who haven't had a bikini wax before basically what you do is you keep your pants on and then it's just kind of wiggled to the side to do the waxing until you're bald so she was doing that so she I was lying down with like cushions behind me on her rug legs spread her in between my legs and she put on the first wax strip and I realized that I really really needed a wee so I was like no 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 hold on a second and I sat up and my two friends were both in my nether region looking at my bikini line they thought that I was trying to get away because I didn't want them to wax me but I actually just really needed to pee and they held me down and I just started laughing and I literally pissed myself laughing and they just watched a little stream of my pee come through my pants onto the rug I just couldn't stop laughing and like the more I laughed the more it just came and then they were laughing and we were all laughing and there was piss on the wax strip and there was piss on the carpet and I had pissed my pants obviously and it was just an absolute mess but it was just so hilarious I don't know what triggered this memory in last week's podcast but something triggered the memory and I just thought that this was something that I need to share with the world I'm at that point in my life now where I don't care that people know that I piss myself and that my friend regularly wax my vagina. You'll also note a little Northern Irish accent there. Sorry if I sound a bit softer and a bit posher. I'm a bit anglicised because I live in London now. So, um, you know, people can't understand me. So I need to soften my accent and I can't shake it. Don't tell my grandparents. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Oh, caller of the week. <laughs> Excellent. Well, first up, business out the way. Long time listener, first time caller badge goes to you. Bless you. Welcome to the family. <laughs> now, absolutely bless you with the homemade bikini wax. Oh, come on. We've all been, well, we haven't all been there, but a lot of us have been there where, you know, you have to make do and mend. And so you make do and mend in different ways. <laughs> this being one of them <laughs> now if this was my grandfather I, he's I had a very open approach to the body did my grandfather so i would have just said to you oh just get it out you know all this mincing around trying to hide your nether regions when really it would make life easier if you just got your fanny out do you know what i mean but you know by the by now because it's water under the bridge well water on the fucking carpet <laughs> Oh, you pissed yourself. Well, come on. We've all been there. Well, I, I mean, have we? <laughs> Which I feel like is a really lovely moment to be like, <laughs> have you pissed yourself? And have you had a very similar situation to you one here from Northern Ireland? And by the way, please do not ever apologise for such beautiful accent. I, I do totally understand the idea of softening your accent. Even me, somebody who's considered to have, you know, like the accent that they've got on EastEnders. I constantly, when I first started out, I used to have to go into theatres and they'd be like, I don't understand what you're saying. And it used to happen to me on the radio a bit as well, which I just get so fucking annoyed. And also my partner's from Liverpool and anywhere we go, anywhere, people are like, are you Irish? Are you from Newcastle? What did you say? What? <laughs> Some people just haven't got a clue what he's on about. But 
if you're listening to this and you have had to do a bit of DIYage at home that's gone wrong, and I don't mean putting up shelves that are a bit wonky, I mean, have you pissed yourself during a homemade bikini wax? Have you? Have you pissed yourself? Come on. You know, the more ridiculous we can share the stories, the more I think at ease the rest of us feel. So in your absolute honesty, we revel in laughter. So if that's you, what number is it that they have to send a voice note to, please, Deb? Zero, seven, double, eight, 200, Three, four, two, zero. Calls are completely free because you just do them via the internet on the WhatsApp page. We know it's, you know, the courage that it takes to pop. But once you pop, you can't stop, as JRF is evidence to. <laughs> I will get to the bottom of this Harry and Liam debacle, believe me. Thank you all so much for joining in this week. What a lovely show. I'm having a really lovely time doing this, and I know Debbie is as well. As ever, if you can give us a little subscribe or a follow on what platforms that you listen to that their podcast to, that would be lovely. A review would be lovely. Maybe one that isn't one star. <laughs> as cutting as it is, you know, it would be nice to get some uh, gratuitous place. The reason why I say this is because it does help us reach new listeners. And if you really want to go for it, join us over on the Patreon or uh, just let a couple of friends know that you listen to this thing that you find funny. So whatever you get up to this week, remember, we are just at the other end of a voice note. So if something weird happens, get on the blower and give us a little message. Right. That's it from us. See you in a bit. After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, with shout-outs this week to Liv Morris, Lorraine Bowen, JJ Cranston and Podcast.co. It's a Debbie Productions production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 